Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to hour number two of Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly along with you with the phone lines open, 217-356-9397. Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette, is here. Matthew, how you doing? Good. It's game week, Steve. It is. I'm told that. Uh, it Finally. is game week for just a few, just a handful of teams this week. I think there's uh, 11 other season opening games. I'm like Bob and... As I get older in age, I, I like things a certain way, and I'm not a fan of the moniker that is attached to. So I'm going to avoid saying what everyone is calling this Good. game. Good. Scott started with a complaints about it, and I'm with them, totally. We're all on the same page. We don't like the <laughs> negative week, as like we call it. It's a weak description, uh, I feel, to start the college football season. Well, week zero? Is there you go. Yep, oh. yep. There it is. There's the buzzword. The <laughs> if there are football teams playing, that's the first week of the season. Exactly. First means one. It's week one. Yeah. It, okay. You I, guys it, feel stronger about that than I do about the word bye. Yeah, exactly. I'm okay with bye that. week. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you guys are all good about that, but that one, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> well, we had the uh, We're first, off and rolling here. We had the first... Week one. <laughs> you can say week zero, it's fine. First, uh, <laughs> first press conference of the season today, of the regular season. Brett Bielman was there. Of course, uh, Josh Whitman was also there to talk about a few things as well. Did, what'd you learn there today, Bob? He, uh, he said a lot of things. He said some good stuff about the contract that Big Ten signed. He uh, asked him to get, get a little more specific in terms of what he thinks will come money-wise. And he was kind of... Either didn't want to share that, or maybe they don't know all the value of everything. He did say something I wrote about for tomorrow that it's not quite what it's all been reported, which I thought that was helpful to know that. So maybe that billion that we all kind of write without thinking about it, much about it might be not be correct right now. It could be down the road. It sounds like it will be. And he also said some of whatever that money is is already being— it's, No, he said it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he said some. He said it's gone— which, again, that's kind of his job, to keep things rolling here. So they've had a tough couple of years attendance-wise. COVID didn't help, obviously. So for him to spend the money is what he had to do, frankly. So I don't have a real problem with that part. We all, we all kind of get over get our numbers, skis on money all the time. So at the start of anything, the start of spring ball, the start of fall camp, the start of game week, Everybody's excited. Optimism is high. Everybody's undefeated and <laughs> everybody's ready to go, Scott Ritchie. How about you? Oh, yeah, just thrilled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, you know, for the next 10 months, just you know, sports will dominate everything I do. Not that they don't on the the summer months either, but, yeah, it's just you get into uh, a routine. You know, Brett Bielma has his routine, and we're he all does. sort of following his lead because he – Hostage to it? Yeah, a little bit. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah, he makes all of the decisions about Illinois football, and then right. that sort of affects, you know, who we talk to, when we talk to him, all of that, uh, the, the the amount of information we get, which heading into the opener is, you know, not a lot. If you're interested in a depth chart, there's not going to be one. If you're interested in a starting quarterback, uh, Brad Bielma knows, the quarterback knows, the team knows. We know. Do you think the quarterback's like, Family members know. Yes, I think they know. All right. So yeah, and also like we do know because we don't. It's, he, it's some of the things that he has said have yes, sort of no question who it is know, shown that Tommy DeVito will be the starting quarterback. No well, that's, the, that's the question that fans want to know, and 
And you paraphrased him just a minute ago, but here's exactly what he had to say about that today. I know who the starting quarterback is. The starting quarterback knows who the starting quarterback is, and our team knows that, right? Um, I think our guys uh, understand the value of, of these first games, what it allows us to do. I think we learned it last year firsthand that sometimes uh, um, uh, to show up on game day and let everybody see uh, uh, the University of Illinois unfolded for the first time in reality is a good thing, so we'll kind of stick to, to that to that messaging. When I told Art uh, that we were going to go after a quarterback that was going to be a portal quarterback, I, I'm very upfront with our players. I think one of the things I greatly respect is uh, the relationship that I have with our players of being honest, full full, full, full throttle, and, and I told them you know, specifically about Tommy, right? And, and uh, Art's reaction then is the same that it is. Uh, right now, today, I think he wants Illinois to be successful. He obviously has individual dreams and goals, uh, but those two have built a relationship that that I've seen a lot of good quarterback relationships. Those two are, as you know, they're kind of unique, different people, right, from the from the same area of the country and 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 all that. But two kind of different guys, but they get along extremely well. To watch their interaction during practice, uh, to see them, hear them compete, uh, is awesome. And I would say both of them. Obviously, I've known Tommy less, but both of them are play as good a football right now today. Uh, as I've ever seen either one of them. That's Brett Bielma earlier today, of course, talking about uh, Tommy DeVito and Art Sitkowski, the uh, two, the number one and number two quarterbacks, depending on how you look at things. But uh, and Ryan Johnson, he did point out that uh, he's got a lot of life experience right. <laughs> in that group. What how that. Uh, how that transfers over to, to game time decisions, we'll, we'll see. But well, they have played some football. The best Illinois teams over the last two decades had a great senior quarterback or, or experienced junior, either Juice Williams or I guess he was a sophomore. But Kirk Kidner had a great senior year, and they won the, won the Big Ten really good. So I think that's come what he's looking for is this experience maybe playing out over some of the things they don't have going for them offensively, like receiver. We'll see. But yeah, I think it's clear Scott's right. It's going to be DeVito, and that's fine. And I don't think it'll be a deal where Art Sikowski gets in for a while. The only way he plays is if they're not working at all or or Tommy DeVito gets banged up. And I, so, I, I get why Brett Bielma is not releasing the, the starting quarterback publicly. That's to right. the advantage for, for Illinois. Would, do you think it would be – and again, he wouldn't do this either if they're opening up against Indiana uh, in the first game of the season. But do you think if they were playing a Big Ten game right away that he might be a little more forthcoming with this information? No. Okay. No, not at all. It never will be. So he came from the Hayden Fry mm-hmm. School of Deception is kind of what I like <laughs> to call it. So Hayden Fry. Hayden had a couple of schools. He had the school of uh, non-conference scheduling. Correct. Too. <laughs> they played three softy teams. But Hayden and Hayden Fry was, I, got, I get to know him a little bit. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. I had a great deal with a great character. But when he came to letting you know about his team, no, 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 no. You weren't going to find anything. So I think that's kind of with When I think of Brett Bielema talking about his team to to the press or fans, he's going to be just like Hayden was. So. Do, do you think, too, that it would be – I don't know how to phrase this exactly. The stakes are would be higher, obviously, if it's a Big Ten game in the opener instead of Wyoming. Do you think that that's part of the hesitancy – not hesitancy, I shouldn't say that. It's just the – they don't want to reveal – even the game plan that Barry Lunny unveils against Wyoming, I don't think is going to be everything that they want to show because they've got Indiana well, coming up in, in the second game, and Indiana hasn't played.
played yet. Yeah, this I, I I don't think you hold anything back because the most important thing That's for Illinois right. right now is we beat Wyoming. They don't beat Wyoming, they lose that game. Their season is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, big trouble. They are ten paid ten point favorite at home against a team that most everybody thinks they're going to beat. Mm-hmm. So if they lose that game. It's 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 not death, but it's, it's you're going to be pretty sick. So they. That you can't hold anything back. You got to play like it's. It's there's no tomorrow. I think they'll do that. I do think Indiana will be a different thing because they want to play. So that's going to be kind of weird. The other side, you but know, Tom Tom Allen at Indiana is doing the same thing. He's right. not uh, announcing oh, anything. Oh, Yeah, and uh, Greg Bowl at uh, Wyoming also. Same thing. You hey, know coaches, who their quarterback's going to be too. Coaches, they know. Yeah, you know, everybody knows. Well, it's going to be Andrew Peasley who transferred right. from Utah State. Right. Trade, they traded yeah, quarterbacks. They had <laughs> well, I mean, Utah State traded quarterbacks. It's so. kind of unusual when uh, you get uh, transfers going so, what, the other the, way. The guy that went, Levi Williams is his name, went to Utah State. He, had, he was great in the bowl game. I actually watched that game last year, and I said, that guy's giving me trouble for Illinois. Then like a month later, he's, he's gone. <laughs> so I guess not. Illinois a 10-point favorite, as we mentioned, in this ball game. So you got all you guys ready for this, do you? Uh, I, th- I hope You've so. You've also got high school football. Yeah, there's a lot week. going on this week, uh, but that's that's okay. This covering sports in August of 2022 sure beats covering sports yeah. in August of 2020. Uh, that's for sure. But no, we've got some some cool things planned. Uh, Bob had a chance to to sit down with Brett Bielma one on one in his office uh, this past Thursday. So uh, have a big deep dive into a lot of topics, not just pertaining to. Almost, almost no football. football. Almost, almost no football. No, literally, I don't think there's more than one or two football questions. And Bob tried to ask him who the starting quarterback was. And I did. Bielma threw him out of the down. office. No, he didn't. He, I, I'm joking. I did not ask. I'm joking. I knew that would not come up. So we got to, a lot of preview stuff coming up this week. For let's sure. go to the phones. And Eric is with us. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. I just had a question. I saw today where the, um, the AP preseason All-American team was announced. And... I don't know the answer to this, so I'm not asking you as like a trivia or whatever, but when's the last time an Illinois guy appeared on the first team, either offense or defense? Do you know? Ooh, great, great question. question. I, I, I voted on that, Eric, today. The, today's okay. I did not put any Illinois players on there. Um, gosh, I I can't even think who that was. David, David Williams. Well, can it be that long ago? I don't know. But I, I think Dana Howard. Dan yeah. Howard. Simeon Rice, maybe? Yes. One of those guys would definitely have been on that team. Preseason, I would think. So, and I'm not okay. sure how long that team goes back preseason-wise. But you, you, I tell you, it's kind of weird. You voted for one team. But they ended up with, I think, two teams. So they just took the votes and kind of, kind of combined them all, figured it out. So I only voted for one team. Yeah, that's it's yeah. pretty much the best. It's the best guys, like individuals at each position in the country, like the Alabama quarterback, the mm-hmm. three Buckeyes on the offense, I believe, right? right. The running that's back, right. offensive line, and a wide receiver. Right, and actually, so, Stroud, yeah, just, Stroud should have been on yeah. the, could have been on the first team too, except for Bryce Young. So there you go. Right. So I was just curious if maybe maybe somebody can look it up and then let us know. I don't know. Sounds like a column for Bob later he this does. week, Eric. Good job. I'm just trying to think, has, has any been anybody between Rice and Hardy and Howard? I don't think so. It's since then. That would have been preseason. Well, especially yeah, preseason. Preseason's the key, key word. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you would have said in hindsight, when, when he merciless. merciless, right, certainly All-American. Mm-hmm. But he would not have been. He was barely on the team. So I, I don't think he would have been him. 
So I don't think there's could have been anybody. There's Martin O'Donnell and Jay Lehman earned all American honors, because but not, but not preseason. Year, huh? Yeah, right, exactly. So I don't think there's. I think it has to be Howard or Hardy, probably Rice or Howard uh, would be my guess. We'll dig into it, Eric. We'll yep. find out. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Eric. Yep. Appreciate I, the call. I know a guy. I know a guy. I'll check. <laughs> I think we all know a guy. Hey, <laughs> speaking of a guy, tip of the hat today. On this day, sixty-six years ago. Lauren Tate mm-hmm. started work at the News Gazette. Yeah, and the place has never been the same since. <laughs> well, you don't, <laughs> for you don't know, end, you, you were there, different. there, but no, how many exactly. thrown typewriters ago was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we all we all have our, our Lauren stories and, and tales over the years, but I'd say there's there's no bigger uh, name attached to the News Gazette sports section than, than what he's accomplished and his Hall of Fame career and still getting after it. Like he does he all the time. He still goes. There can't he's, be, he's there. There can't be many guys nationally doing what he's certainly oh. not doing what he's doing, but even doing half of what he's doing these days. No, it can't be. No, exactly. I mean, he writes a Sunday column in, in the News Gazette. He's on Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk with UC for two hours every Saturday. He makes multiple radio appearances here throughout the week. And right. I mean, he's a, a living legend. Uh, he's forgotten more Illinois sports than a lot of us remembered what's going on. So it's just uh, a testament to his, his work ethic, his uh, ability, and just, uh, I mean, he just makes everything, everything around us just enhances just because of, of what he's able to bring he, to the table. He'll hate, he'll hate this comparison. If Hopefully he's even he's not listening. listening. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Sid, Sid Hardman is as close as parallel. Mm-hmm. I, I think you could find, because Sid worked maybe close to 100 Mm-hmm. I think Lord, if he's still healthy, which not on what he does for the next ten years, he'll be working there. I mean, I don't no doubt about that. And the person he reminds me of, in terms of how he's kind of great shape he is, Ted Beach, very similar to Lauren. A couple years older, but mm-hmm. still plays golf, still loves, still drives, still yep. does everything. Always wanted to do. So I think there's something weird on in Lauren's bloodline. Something weird. There. Well, I always joke with Lauren that I always need ten more years out of him well, every time he, get he says that. But that never that number never goes down, does it? No, no it doesn't. It's always <laughs> ten more years. I need ten more years, Lauren. I, I think I said that six when, or seven when, years ago. When he was too. sixty, I was working here. And I thought, boy, that guy is old. <laughs> 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 and now I'm sixty. I'm sixty, well, uh, and I'm like, wow, that guy was old. Like, no, not so much. I'm not sure what I got myself into because after I retired mm-hmm. and came out of retirement a little bit to work with him on Saturday morning. I said, I'll do it as long as you as long as you do it. Mm-hmm. You're thinking like five years <laughs> sucker. Yeah. Yeah, you and Lauren have different definitions of retirement, Steve. Yeah, we right. do. <laughs> yeah, when I retire you'll you ne- you'll point. you'll never see me again <laughs> when I retire. Uh, All right. Well so you say that now. Well I mean it's not for let's see, you turn thirty five. Uh <laughs> roughly I'll i I'll be Lauren's age when I can retire. <laughs> probably. Five twenty-five, Matt. We're gonna let you go. All right, you got another commitment, so we'll continue after this. We'll take our first time out. We'll talk some more Illinois football, some Illinois basketball, if you like, some baseball. Big series starting in just a couple of hours at Wrigley Field. The Cardinals and the Cubs. And we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to join us. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Back with more of Monday Night Sports Talk after this. The Wyoming Cowboys will indeed be in town. Three o'clock kick. Or if you're down to specifics, kick time is 3.01 really? at Memorial Stadium. Once television gets on the I'm air. I'm going to look at my watch and make sure that happens. See how good they are with See how that. good they are. 
I'm hoping that game, there's a lot of running in the game, it gets over fairly quick. It might. That'd be good. These two teams are similar offensively. With uh, well, as far as we know, well, right? yeah, based we on what they the, did last year, and we think so. And of course, Illinois has a new offensive coordinator, and uh, I get it. You know, you don't know. You you keep it uh, under wraps because you make the opponent, in this case, Wyoming, look at uh, San, right. UT uh, San Antonio uh, tape as well, right, to see what they might do, what they've done in the past, and what his tendencies are. I, I doesn't take a genius to realize Chase Brown's going to get the ball probably a lot. <laughs> I can figure that out. I, I'm guessing number one's going to get the ball a lot too. So one number one gets the ball probably what 15 times. I mean, I think you know really you should try. Really, I mean, they'll try. Yes, you have to. Yeah, hope he did, hope he doesn't get worn out. I don't think you're going to see uh, Chase Brown with Robert Holcomb no. like numbers of 30, 35 carries. Or That's fi- not going to happen. Fifty, I think fifty yeah. one time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll happen. Well, uh, I think it was that Big Ten Media Days. You know, Chase Brown's kind of talked about sharing the workload with whoever, Josh McCray, right. mostly. And Chase is like, I'll take. Like, he doesn't want to come off the field. He'll right. he would get if he was asked to carry the ball 35 times a game, he'd be oh, yeah. thrilled. But, I mean, you look at the NFL and college football, nobody does that anymore. Hardly. Was, was Jim Brown that said, they asked him, somebody asked him about getting the ball so often, he said the, he said, the ball's not heavy. Some, <laughs> some version of that. It's like, I think it was him. And it's like, yeah. And and I think in Chase's case, those he seems to get better as the game, the game goes on. Now, obviously, he had some good runs early last year. But he seems to get stronger. I think part of that is the defense gets a little tired. It's hard to bring a guy like that. It runs pretty hard. It's hard to bring him down. Well, a lot of those great running backs were indeed that way. Yes. The, yeah. The more you gave it to him, the stronger they got. I grew up watching Jim Brown when I was uh, uh, living in Ohio, and and there have been some great ones. I'm not sure there's anybody better than no, him. But yeah, close. you could debate. I mean, Barry Sanders and Walter really Payton, you know, uh, guys like that. But. Uh, Jim Brown, at the end of every play, looked like he was almost dead. Yeah. He could hardly get up <laughs> until they gave him the ball the next time. Yeah. And then he was gone again. He only played nine years. I, I think he led the league in rushing, I think, every year, but maybe but one. Yeah. Maybe every year. Also played lacrosse. Yes, he was a, at the Syracuse. He was a freak yeah. in a good way. And then maybe wisely for his long-term health, decided I'll, I'll be an actor, which he was pretty good at that, too. And uh, and then probably saved himself some concussions and some problems and leg problems. And think about most of those guys at that age are in big trouble. I think Barry Sanders is similar. You know, cut it short and probably dis- dim himself some long-term health good. No question. Jim Brown is the oldest surviving cast member of the Dirty Dozen. You ever see that movie, Scott? I have not. You should look. You should find that. I mean, I've heard of it. But yeah. I, just, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Jim Brown. <laughs> yeah, did you see it, Bob? I have not seen it. Amazingly, I've not seen. It. I've seen a lot of old movies. It's got, a, cl- it's got a classic cast. He was yeah. It was oh a bunch of famous. Donald people. Sutherland was in it. All kinds of. It's things. amazing. Telly Savalas, all kinds of good people in that. A lot of de- dead people, except for, <laughs> exactly. except for Jim. <laughs> there were a lot of Mr. dead people Brown. in the movie too. Mr. Brown. It was a war movie, obviously. But uh, anyway, we get off track there, but. Uh, this is one of the weeks when, when we're into game week, the the first game week or the game zero game week or whichever one is first. Y- you can't wait for it to get 
here because we've been talking for months oh, for about the next game. Since March, right? It, yeah. Since right in the spring. So, yes, it can't get here soon enough. And it's going to be amazing how quickly I always tell people with kids how fast the kids grow up. Same thing with the season. The season grows up fast. You're sitting there, you're thinking, wow, they, you know, you can't wait for the game to start, and then blank, and, and you're in the uh, playoffs, you know, in the bowl game season. So, Well, the weather, the weather looks good in the uh, warm. extended forecast. A yep. little warm, but not as warm as you might expect for right. August 27th. Right. Could be that first number could have a nine in front of it. Or or at one. <laughs> exactly. Be even worse. But, yeah, you're right about that. And I think for Illinois, there will be an advantage because Wyoming sure. is coming up off this, what, a mile high. 7,200. Right. So more than a mile high. Yeah. They're coming down here. It's not going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them. They'll probably, it's the opposite for what Illinois would face if they actually ever went out there to play mm-hmm. there, which would be cool. They, um. They advertise their stadium as the highest stadium in the United States, seventy-two hundred and how they, twenty feet. How do they mean that? <laughs> <laughs> could be either way. These yeah, days. could Colorado be both. Colorado may be different, <laughs> but you know the they could be at an advantage where they've had essentially high altitude training. That's true. That's good every point. day, and then they, they, might, come, they, they come down be. to the sea level, and it's. I think the warmth, in better shape. I think uh, their their coach is concerned about the weather. Mm-hmm. By the heat. Well, the if, humidity. If, if it's 100, they'll, they'll have a problem. If it's 86, if the humidity is reasonable, they'll be fine. If, even if it is 86, it still might be close to 100 on that field. That's true. Yeah, but they played at Northern Illinois last year. So some of the guys that uh, are on this team were there for that game. Yeah. That's, that'll be fine. Of course, we're a little bit further south. It could be warmer <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, the, the 90 minutes. You know, it takes yeah. to get from DeKalb to Champaign. Huge changes in weather. 5.36 is the time. Our phone line is open, 217-356-9397. On hour number two of Monday Night Sports Talk, as I mentioned, Josh Whitman kicked off the uh, press conference today. And as you might guess, he's pretty fired up about uh, the second season for Brett Bielma as Illinois football coach. Incredibly excited uh, about the, the future of our football program. Uh, really looking forward to this week, this season. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Coach Bielema, our coaching staff, our student athletes. They've had a tremendous off season. They've put in uh, an incredible amount of work. It's amazing what a difference a year makes just to be able to go out to training camp, practice. Everybody knows where to go. Everybody's using the same language. There, there are common expectations across the board. There's a level now of a player accountability where the players understand the expectations and are able to hold each other accountable uh, for their performance. Uh, and so that, that's been really exciting to watch develop and grow. Uh, I think the young men in our program believe in themselves. They believe in their opportunity to go out and win every Saturday. Uh, I think, as, as Coach says and as, as we've often heard, you're going to respect every opponent. You're not going to fear any of them. And, and our football program right now, I think, embodies that and uh, looking forward to seeing them strap it up on Saturday and, and start to see how these ensuing Saturdays play out. That's Illinois Athletic Director uh, Josh Whitman speaking earlier today. 5.37, a timeout, and back with more Monday Night Sports Talk. After this, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Welcome back to the show, Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve, Scott, and Bob with you for another 
20 minutes if you'd like to join us, 217-356-9397. Talk some football, but that'll be a topic of conversation on these airwaves and in the newspaper all week long. Heading up to that opener on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, against the Wyoming Cowboys, the Illinois, a 10-point favorite. There's always basketball interest around the state of Illinois, and with school starting today, the players are all back and ready to go, and any uh, recruiting news you'd like to spout out to us, uh, Scott Ritchie? Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of where the action is right now, because yeah. there's not much necessarily happening on campus. You know, The team will, I mean, they're right back in it with uh, Adam Fletcher in the weight room, uh, then like next week, the, they'll get back with the coaching staff, and they're going to you know, spend eight hours a week total you know, between both of those uh, activities uh, before practices actually start. So recruiting is where it's at. And um, uh, one of Illinois' top targets in the class of 2024, uh, Noe Sindrositis, who's a junior guard at St. Rita since transferring from Lamont, won a gold medal with the Lithuanian national team at the FIBA U16 European Championships was one of the top five players um, in the in the entire tournament. So he had that's a heck of an accomplishment. I mean, you know, win a gold medal and I mean against you know, the top talent at his age group in Europe because there's several divisions of the European Championships. Lithuania was in the A division, the top division. So and he was starter every game, regularly was the leading scorer, so just had a terrific week in North Macedonia. <laughs> and we'll come back if, to a St. Rita team that's like a state title contender, easily. I mean, with Merez Johnson Jr., James Brown, Melvin Bell, and no use. They just got a heck of a heck of a squad. Um, a little more current, I guess, or coming sooner, I guess, on the recruiting front. Uh, Imani Hansberry. Uh, jumped up like 75 spots in the 2023 rankings by 24-7 sports uh, to number 52 overall after like a really great summer. Um, he's kind of it still in the class of 2023. He's the top target in some ways, maybe the only target for Illinois right now. So he's got a top five that he announced earlier this month looking at, I guess, what has been the plan was like an early September uh, commitment, so getting closer to that, and Illinois is trending in the the right direction. They've done everything they can, so just a matter of you know holding out through maybe that first week of September and landing a, another four star recruit that's sort of kind of in their in their wheelhouse, uh, that top fifty type prospect. What about the Italian point guard for twenty three that they had the interest in? Yeah, I think they still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Jeff Alexander got a chance to see him in is it early this month in Turkey in the U18 European Championships where uh, Nicola Moretti the point guard he was the starting point guard for the Italian national team that finished I think sixth so maybe it wasn't a great finish for the team but he played fairly well um, he's an option but um, really it's you hear the most buzz with Amani Hansberry and it's kind of it. And did I hear last week that uh, Jeremy Fears is going to go back and play with Jeremiah Fears in high school, right? Yeah, so Jeremy Fears spent the last two years at La Lumiere over in Indiana. Um, had about a month ago, I guess, announced that he was going to go to Overtime Elite for his last year, maintain his eligibility because he's, he's a 
you know, headed to Michigan State. Um, but I guess wanted to come home, play for Joliet West and his younger brother Jeremiah, who's a sophomore, who's an Illinois target. Makes Juliet West like a top team in the state right away, and they will open their season November 22nd at the Tournament of Champions in Washington against St. Rita. And uh, so, like, be there. That should be one of the best games in the state, maybe for the whole season. Um, I, I think well, I'm planning on being there myself. So the uh, upcoming team, the current team for the U of I, as you mentioned, working out with uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, Adam Fletcher, do the coaches get any time with them now until the start of regular practice? Yeah. Um, I talked with Brad Underwood last week about that, and he gives them kind of a week to settle in to the new school year, and then they'll get on the court probably starting next week. Um, but they can split that eight hours between time in the weight room with Fletch and then time on the court with the coaching staff. Then once official practices start roughly the last week, of September, then that bumps up to 20 hours a week as they're in. They'll be in season at that point. Let's talk some baseball. The White Sox had an afternoon game. They lost to Kansas City 6-4. to four. The Sox used eight players, or rather eight pitchers Yikes. <laughs> in that game and dropped a 6-4 to four decision. Wrapping up the series in Kansas City, they'll move on to uh, Baltimore. But the Cardinals and the Cubs tonight at Wrigley Field. Cardinals have won seven straight. They've got a five-game lead now on Milwaukee, and the, the Cubs helped out the Cardinals quite a bit over the weekend and beat the Brewers a couple times. But, Scott, uh, these two ball clubs have five games in four days to negotiate, so it'll be a battle of uh, pitching staff, so we'll have to see how it plays out. They got some good innings yesterday from a couple of guys to uh, after uh, Quintana didn't have a great start. Yeah, so <laughs> when you're in the thick of a division title race you know, I think five games in four days is not what you want to see because no. it's going to stress your pitching staff at a key point in the season um, I'm just sort of hoping the Cubs decide to throw a lot of lefties get Albert Pujols <laughs> some at bats because if you get him at the plate like it seems like he's going to hit home hit a home run right now so I'm you know fingers crossed the Cubs you know, really come through again for the Cardinals Maybe let that, that lead grow in the NL Central. Uh, but it should be an interesting series. It, it always is. Cubs cards is it's a good uh it's a good rivalry, has been, and even if the Cubs are, you know, not contending like they are they are not this year, it's still a good time. If it's at Wrigley or or Bush. That uh, double header is scheduled for tomorrow. I say wear wear them out going into the weekend. But my preference. Well the Braves are coming yes. down, right? <laughs> yes. Please Get tired. Use all your pitches. I don't care. Albert's going to be hit like four home runs next week. I think this Braves. He always has killed them. Well, that's a. It's really a good story, and it's started out as kind of a well. Is this a novelty kind of idea to to bring him back for one last hurrah? Yeah, and maybe it was. At the I don't time, think the Cardinals do novelty. Uh, well, they? I agree. Yeah, they don't do that. They but, want to win games. But I mean, he's he's winning games. He's helping them win games. Oh yeah. Well, the presence in the clubhouse, and he's as hot as any hitter in the in the league since the All Star. But break. don't you think having him there for the younger guys, how valuable is that? From so many angles, just showing people in your organization, here's how you do it. Here's how you stay in shape, keep playing, and do all the things. You should. What is he? Forty two. Uh huh. He's a he's a miracle. Yeah. And it's it's like Lauren in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good comparison, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah, if I was a young guy in that Cardinal dugout, I wouldn't. Oh. I'd be stuck to him. 
you would be. Yeah, and it's, I mean, a truly unique situation because you got three guys from you know, the glory days of mm-hmm. the you know, of this century, you know, from that team, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, when he's, you know, in St. Louis with the team. Well, he's back with them tonight. That's another topic. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. But. but you got those three guys, and it's like just the wealth of knowledge, and, you know, this is how you put together a lengthy you know, major league baseball career. To be a young guy on that on this team, that'd be just amazing. I'm a big Yachty fan. Always have been. I think he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. It's been kind of an unusual year for him, though. He was late to spring training. Right. Then he was gone. He was he had sore knees and was gone for a while. Now he left uh, for business reasons. He's back. It's, it's, and I'm sure his teammates are probably fine with it. But it wasn't a good look. I didn't think. What do you think, Bob? No, I. But again. He's one of those guys that put his time in, yeah. so what do you say? He basically, it's a little like Brady. Brady says, I'm going to be gone right. for personal reasons, although I'm not comparing those two because I like Yachty. I don't really like Brady, <laughs> so I'm not comparing those two. But I think it's similar. When you have a old player and he, he says, I, I, go, I got to go, let him go. Yep. And, like, he doesn't need to play every day and shouldn't True. play every day. Yeah, he, and he wasn't going to play Saturday. He was going to play yesterday. Yeah, just a, but just kind of a strange situation because yeah. he went back to Puerto Rico to be with the basketball team that he owns that's in the playoffs. And, like, I get that, I guess, but also, like, you've got this commitment to your I, baseball career. I think his career. basketball team would understand yeah. why <laughs> he's not there. Got a team in a playoff hunt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, God, he can do no wrong for me because he's just, right. just been an integral part of my baseball fandom for nearly two decades. But this kind of just kind of strange situation. But if he's back and maybe hopefully he stays back you know, through the the stretch run here, and then all I think that all will be well. I mean, if the Cardinals win the division, and then you'll forget that Yadi was gone f- for a few days in August. Yeah, about this time last year, the Cardinals put together a 17 game winning right. streak that got them into the playoffs, but I think you will agree, Scott, uh, I think this is a better team this year with the pickups they made at the trade deadline. Yeah, and there obviously was not like any like major moves, right. no Juan Soto, but it was enough to be just enough boost, I guess, yeah, to the pitching staff that they needed. And yeah, when you've got Paul Goldschmidt having an MVP-type season, Nolan Arenado being just as good, Yadier Molina maybe being better than both of them right now, um, Add in just enough pitching, and I think you, you've got a team that can that can win the division. It is 5.52. Time to step aside for a couple of minutes. Still time for you to get in when we get back at 217-356-9397. Back after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. It is 5.56 on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. This is Monday Night Sports Talk. We played you some audio from uh, Josh Whitman earlier in the show talking about uh, the upcoming start this Saturday of the college football season. He touched on some other topics as well about uh, the TV contract. Uh, That was one. Also about uh, with the expansion and uh, the new TV contract coming into effect, talked about future football scheduling. I think in in 23, um, my hope is that that it will look very much like a 22 schedule or a 21 schedule. I'm hopeful that in 23, uh, we'll continue to see the divisions involved, that uh, we'll just continue forward with a a traditional uh, rotation through the conference opponents uh, on the east side. 
I, I think it's likely in 24 we'll see any if there are any changes to happen and I think that will happen in 24 it makes sense uh, that's the start uh, of the full-fledged new media deal so CBS next year is kind of a partial partner because they still have one year left on their SEC agreement and so they won't be all the way in the mix uh, which is one of the reasons for the the slow increase on the revenue side uh, but then obviously in 24 we're also uh, starting to, to uh, integrate USC and UCLA. So to me, that, that's the year that makes sense if there are changes in the coming uh, to, uh, to see those implemented for the, for the 24 season. Uh, and I don't know what that will look like. And those are still very much active conversations between me and, and my colleagues across the league. Uh, but it, it's certainly something that we need to um, get resolved here relatively quickly. Bob, that was a question you uh you posed today. I did. I wanted to know because I, I looked the other day for the 23 schedule, and it was not there. So I thought, well, that's odd. So, yeah, I think they're going to do something in 24, but I think they want to know what they're going to ha- do in 24 before they make a call on 23. So I think it'll be a, one year will be one thing. The next year will be something else. I think, unless they add more schools, it's going to be four, 14 pods. So you've played the three teams in your pod, and then you probably all play the same teams in another pod. So maybe Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Indiana play four more. Northwestern, I mean, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, whoever, two more. And you work like that and play two on the other side. I think that's that would work for me. But, you know, long term, that makes it easier to expand, too. Yes, uh the schedule guy, whoever does that, uh, is going to have his hands full. Going to have a headache. <laughs> no a long migraine. <laughs> what are you working on for t- Tuesday's edition of the News Gazette? I wrote about Josh Whitman for tomorrow <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Scott to, to want the, the rest of football. And I'm writing more football all week. And Andy Dixon's story, too, for tomorrow. Andy Dixon, the former Champaign Central standout and Wyoming Cowboy. Correct. Running back. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Bob, appreciate it. Scott, Thanks. what are you uh, got coming? Some more football coverage? Yeah, so wrote about the quarterback situation, I guess, you know, for Tuesday's News Gazette. Then you know, just throughout the week, we'll have plenty of football coverage leading into the opener against Wyoming, where we'll have even more <laughs> after right. the game. We'll have plenty on the radio as well, right here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS. Champagne. Thanks to Ed Bond for his help. This is Steve Kelly for Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen, and Matt Daniels, the News Gazette sports writers on Monday Night Sports Talk. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.